Well, women's sport is uh, be uh, hot on the agenda very shortly. Of course, there's uh, a rugby test match tonight, but uh, we are exactly three weeks, yes, just three weeks out from uh, the FIFA Women's World Cup kicking off at Eden Park. You'll be able to listen to that match between the Football Ferns and Norway here on SENZ as well as every other game throughout the tournament. I'm pleased to announce this morning that our SENZ commentary team will comprise uh, former and current players, including 2015 World Cup squad member Anna Green, current Wellington Phoenix captain Lily Oldfield, and rounding up the line-up is, uh, line is uh, Wendy Henderson, who uh, represented New Zealand at two World Cups and is on the line with us right now to preview, uh, preview this year's edition of FIFA's showpiece. Uh, Wendy played 64 times, 64 times for the football ferns. Um, and I guess, uh, Wendy, this will be special to you. It'll bring back a few memories of uh, days gone by when you, when you were involved and uh, being able to commentate on the current crop. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I think any World Cup is pretty special, but, um, you know, having it, you know, hosted by New Zealand and Australia is going to be uh, just a little bit more special for, for a lot of people. Right, uh, Wendy, uh, you've played in them. Um, obviously, women's football has been gaining momentum uh, all the time. This is going to be huge, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, I think, you know, certainly as a player, um, you possibly don't appreciate kind of everything that goes on behind the scenes with a World Cup. Um, but I think having been involved in 2019 as, um, you know, as part of some of the staff that went away to France, uh, you certainly have an insight into what goes on from a coaching, you know, point of view. Um, but also just the enormity of, of how big these World Cups have got now for, for the women's game. And, you know, it, it really is big, and I'm, I'm not sure if we really do realise how big uh, this is going to be for our country. I think we'll buy into it. I'm really confident, you know, um, we've been having a discussion about ticket prices this morning. By and large, I think they're very affordable. And, and just like uh, I think the Rugby World Cup for women, I, I, think, um, I think we'll get a massive local following. I'm hopeful of it anyway. Oh, definitely. I think once, you know, it hits town and... Um, people realise the, the height of it and, and just how big it is and, and really get into the swing of things. Like you say, a bit like the, the Women's Rugby World Cup. Um, it'll be in you know, full swing action. Uh, and like you say, it's really accessible to get to games, you know. So uh, they haven't made it expensive. It's pretty cheap for, for anyone to get along. Um, you just need to be organised and get on the FIFA app and, and buy your tickets. So, uh, yeah, just really exciting times ahead. Right, Wendy, uh, the first game uh, you'll be involved with, of course, in, involving New Zealand against Norway. Uh, Norway ranked uh, 12 in the, in the world at the moment. We're currently uh, around about 26th. We've also got the Philippines at 46th and Switzerland around about 20th in our group as well. So this is a pool where we might be able to achieve something, I feel, anyway. What about you? Yeah, look, I, you know, I know how the football fans will be thinking and, and feeling at this point in time that they've, they've got a good opportunity. Um, you know, certainly at a World Cup level, it's it's tough competition. Um, often rankings don't mean a lot. You know, it's it's games and it's moments within games that can really change um, what's happening out there on the field. Um, but you're right; they've, they've got a really good pool. They've got a really great opportunity. They've they've got the crowd behind them, um, and I know that they're, they're just itching to get out there and and you know be a part of this. So um, oh, yeah, I just think it's a fantastic opportunity for them. 
They, the only thing they really probably haven't got Wendy going into it is confidence from previous performance and that is because uh, in the lead up they just simply have not been able to put it together um, we're, we're battling to score goals so when you analyse the team now are you confident that we can get through that and actually find the back of the net? Yeah look it's always tough in a, in a lead up to a World Cup um, you want to play tough competition and that, that often makes it hard because you are coming up against really good you know, opposition, um, and you're trying things. So, you know, that whole entire build-up and lead-up, um, you know, Yetker and the team have, have obviously been trying things. They've been trying players. It's an opportunity for players to shine um, and stamp their mark and put their hand up to be selected. So, you know, that, that's testing times within the camp, let alone, you know, what we see as spectators outside the camp. So um, it's pretty tough, um, and it is tough going, but... Yeah, I, you know, some of those results you can take either way. Um, it's hard because as spectators, we want, you know, our teams to be winning all the time. Uh, but this is a world game. And so we've got to kind of understand our own expectations of the team um, on the world stage. Um, but you're right. They've, you know, they haven't managed to put the ball in the back of the net. Um, and I guess as a former striker, you know, you get frustrated yourself at, at that. Um but let's hope, you know, the players that have now come into camp will make a difference and kind of lift the team from where it has been to, to where they need to get. Um, and they'll be fully focused. You know, they know that they've got a job to do. They know the pressure that's on them. Um, and they'll be focused to, to get there and, and do the country proud. So, Wendy, as a striker, you, you look particularly at that area of the field. And as you say, we've had very little to show for it on the score sheet uh, so far. So... What have been the issues in terms of our finishing? Have we, we just, uh, our opportunities uh, just have not been there or we need to be a bit more accurate, a bit more patient? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. At times we need to be a little more clinical. Um, we need to, you know, really, um, you know, up our confidence in and around the box. And, and um, you know, I used to call it kind of messy shooting where you're not even thinking, you know where the goal is and you're not thinking about things. You're just making the most of any opportunity and especially at that level, um, you, you sometimes don't get many. You know, you may get one or two, possibly three opportunities within a game and you've really got to make the most of it. So, um, but also, yeah, looking, you know, how are we building up? You know, what sort of delivery are we providing the strikers or, or you know, the, the attacking uh, or anything in the attacking third? And, um, you know, how's that playing out? So, but I think the biggest thing for me is just building confidence in and around the box and not being afraid to have a go. So do you expect uh, we will be playing a, a cautious brand of football or will we just, uh, I won't say throw caution to the wind as such, but you think we might be able to play an expansive brand? Look, I think we need to be mindful of the level of oppos opposition that we are playing. And first and foremost, you, you need to ensure that you defend well, um, because without that, you, you're going to be on the back foot. Um, but I'd like to I'd like to think that as soon as we get into that attacking third, it's it's almost freedom for for you know the attacking midfielders, the strikers, where they can kind of create things, use their flair, use their own personal technical abilities, and have a go. You know, not be afraid to um, take on defenders to to, to yeah have a have a go in and around the box and and make something happen. So that's what I'm hoping that we we'll see. Wendy, uh, unlike uh, with our uh, women's rugby players and the, so many of our athletes who play a lot of their sport at home, so many of our squad members play all their football overseas. Therefore, 
We don't really know too many of them, um, uh, to be honest. None of them are, or not too many of them are household names as such. Who are the players are you expecting with their experience and with the, the standard they play over the seas? Who are the players perhaps we should be looking at to lead us from, uh, uh, from up front? Yeah, look, I mean, you've got, um, you've got players that have been playing locally um, that, you know, even from within the Phoenix um, camps. Um, but, you know, having players like Rhea Percival come back in, um, you know, adds so much to a team um, in and around that midfield and it's certainly going forward. Uh, Annalie Longo, um, again, another local player um, who, you know, has been around since she was 15 at these World Cups, so brings a wealth of experience. Uh, Rebecca Stock comes back into the squad. Um, and, you know, I, th- I think you, you definitely need some stability. You need that stability going forward. Hannah Wilkinson, you know, she's certainly not shy to, to World Cups and, and playing at this level. Um, but again, for me, all of these players, oh, I just hope that they have the freedom to, to be themselves and, and be able to, you know, do what they do well out on the field and, and not be too restricted. A lot of experience around this World Cup. Uh, I read a story yesterday where Marta uh, from Brazil at the age of 37 is about to play in her sixth her sixth edition of the World Cup. She's been yeah. player of the year six times, uh, but 11 out of the 23 have never played a World Cup from Brazil. So uh, I'm not quite sure whether they're going to be a, a real power base in this World Cup, but it just shows you um, the depth, doesn't it? 37, six World Cups for Marta. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, I certainly uh, had the opportunity and privilege to, to play against her in 2007. And, you know, she's a fantastic player. Um, and I'm really excited that players like that will be on the world stage here in, you know, New Zealand and Australia and, and be able to sort of show what, you know, what such good players they are and the quality and the level that they play to. So, um, you know, it is really exciting times. And I know she'll be adding huge amounts of experience to, you know, like you say, um, potentially an understrength team or an experienced team from Brazil. So what do we know about Norway, our first-up opponents, Wendy? Uh, I mean, you know, of the, of the pool uh, at this stage anyway, the highest rank, you say rankings, you can throw them out the window at certain stages of World Cups, but they are 12th, which is uh, they're well-performed. What kind of football team is Norway? Yeah, they are a class act. Um, we, I mean, I, I certainly played them in 1991, um, and they were they were a great team back then. Um, 2007, you know, again uh, another class act. Um, we played them as part of a, the build up to the 2019 World Cup, um, and we actually beat them one nil in one of the training games leading into the World Cup. Um, but yeah, you, you definitely can't take a team like that lightly. Um, they're very technically um, and tactically well set up. Um, they got, they've got some great individual players, um, and you definitely can't take them lightly. They're not coming here to, to you know, um, bow down to a New Zealand home side. They'll, they'll be here to, to prove a point and kick on, um, because a lot, like a lot of the other teams, you know, they're, they're here to win it. What of Australia? What chance Australia got of uh, advancing? They've got one of the most high-profile uh, footballers in the world, and Sam Kerr at the moment. Um, I, I, I just wonder, with the pressure of hosting, or in the luxury of hosting, how, how far do you think Australia might advance? Yeah, look, oh, I think they've got a fantastic opportunity. You know, they're, they're the sort of team that never never give up. They never say die. Um, they have got a lot of experience. You know, I've been sort of keeping quite a close eye on, on what they've been doing and their build-up. 
Um, they've got a big game coming up against France at home, and I think that'll be a really good test for them at home in front of a large crowd um, prior to the World Cup and, and, and possibly an opportunity to kind of iron out any nervousness or um, you know that kind of off-the-field stuff that you often take on to the field. Um, so really good opportunity for them to play such quality, you know, competition prior to the World Cup. But, you know, personally, I, I think they've got a good opportunity here. You know, they're a team that actually um, stand out and stand up when they're playing um, at home. And um, I think if the crowd, which it sounds like, you know, they're going to have big crowds over there, get behind them, um, it's only going to add to the, the quality of the side. Right, uh, USA, of course, uh, perennial favourites for this, um, and I, I just wonder um, they have still got uh, a lot of experience um, with Rapinoe, with Morgan, etc. They've lost a couple of key players, but are they uh, your favourites, or if not, who who else are likely contenders? Oh, again, like you say, the the, the US, you know, they've won it. Um, a number of times now, a team you can never underestimate. They've got some really good young stars coming through. <laughs> Sophia Smith um, has been a standout for them. Um, you know, so they're, again, they're going to come over here. They're going to have quality on the field. And um, I think it's just going to set the standard for, for where this World Cup's going. And, you know, they're always an exciting team to kind of watch because you never quite know um, where they're at. But, boy, when they turn it on, they're a fantastic side and... and an exciting um, team to watch. Who's the biggest threat to them, do you feel? Oh, that's a, it's a great question. Um, look, I, I think, you know, if you're thinking about the, the top six, you've got uh, Canada that have come off the back of gold medalists at the Olympics. Um, they're going to be right in there. You've got teams like Germany, France, um, you know, that are going to be no easy beats either. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sort of, yeah, I, I don't think I can pick this one. It's, you know, the game is, it just keeps growing in leaps and bounds. And it's really difficult to sort of really land on, you know, who will actually take this one away. And I think that's what actually makes it really exciting. Um, I mean, you're always going to have your favourites. But like I say, sport's a funny game. And, um, you know, it can often be moments within a game that really change things up. So... I think there's going to be a number of teams that uh, have the potential to kick on and win this. going to be fantastic. Uh, I'm envious that you're going to be uh, so close to all the action and uh, ability after having played in it yourself, uh, uh, the opportunity to call them as well. Wendy, you have uh, a terrific uh, duration of the tournament, I, I guess, uh, and hopefully we will be able to catch up with you uh, after the event gets underway and maybe even talk about a, uh, a pool victory for New Zealand, which would be ultra special, and uh, I know that you'll be... Uh, right there with them because you've uh, been there, as you say, and done that before. So, hey, um, ha enjoy it. Congratulations on making the commentary team and, and have a wow of a time. Thanks for your time this morning. <laughs> no worries. Thanks, Ian.